Well, welcome into the PHNX Suns dive bar. I straight up don't want to be here right now. <laughs> Brought to okay, you by Eric the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. I mean, do you want to be in the dive bar right now, Espo? I'm so unfamiliar with this place right now. We've only been here twice in like two months. It's so crusty, crusty and musty in here. I hate it. <laughs> it's the least cleanly place in the valley. Oh my gosh, that was not a pretty game. It was not a good night for Arizona sports against LA teams. Like the whole coming into tonight being like Arizona's going to beat LA, like we dropped the ball in let, more ways than one. <laughs> let me say this. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA, just not when Ish Wainwright has to play all those minutes. <laughs> So, I don't know. You're missing what, like two thirds of your roster at this point. I, I know it's not yeah. that much, but I mean, it feels like that. It, well, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, we talked about it in the pregame that this was going to be an ugly game. Well, guess what? It was one hell of an ugly game. They shot 37 and a half percent and only 24% from behind the arc. You're not winning yeah. any game. Uh, you know, when you play like that and it, so be it on to the next one. I mean, I wish I had a toilet flushing sounder because that's <laughs> what you got to do with this kind of a game. It's a, it's a turd flush it, move on. And luckily you don't have to wait long because Portland is tomorrow night. So. Yeah. So obviously the Suns fell to the Clippers tonight, one eleven ninety five. It was not an exciting game. I will say I mean, despite the fact that they were missing two of their top players, they only had one true center in tonight's game. I still had faith going into this that the Suns could pull this off. And I think that says a lot about the state of the Phoenix Suns right now. Like, this one sucked. Let's, there's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's one game minus Devin, minus DA. Like, it's not the end of the world. I don't know that we have to pull out the panic buttons just yet um and they they tried like there were moments in this game where it was like okay they put in some effort they put in some energy trying to get back into it but they just couldn't there's just not enough gas in the tank i'm having flashbacks to like the five years i worked for the team the five you worked for the team where we're like they tried and that's good like that was every post game show i worked when i was on the uh, on the radio uh, post game (laughs) For the team, it was putting lipstick on a pig. And quite frankly, I don't want to put lipstick on this pig. It was a shitty game. They did not play well. Guess what? The universe is apparently correcting itself because Phoenix isn't allowed to have two teams at the top of their leagues in the Cardinals and the Suns. And L.A. fixed that problem for the universe in both in both situations tonight. How rude of them. Like, couldn't they just let us have one nice thing? I mean, my goodness, so selfish. Okay, I do want to ask you this question that Kinneret said. Okay, I know everyone's like, quit blaming the refs, but can we please call out the ref bias going on versus Arizona? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts on that? Every, Every city thinks that the refs hate them. I think refs suck in general. Because they're humans trying to watch things at full speed and making judgment calls. Of course they're going to screw things up. 
Like, and every city feels this way. Does it happen to feel like sometimes more often than not, Phoenix takes the brunt of it? Sure. But I'm, I, I'm willing to bet if I was in any other fan base not called the Los Angeles Lakers, I'd feel that way constantly. And somehow even Lakers fans complain about the refs. So it is what it is. Like, I, I get it. it. There was a big discrepancy in the first half of this game. Uh, and Yeah, the Clippers had 18 free throw attempts. Um, this was at halftime. The Clippers had 18 free throw attempts to the Suns, two. And those two free throw attempts for the Suns came with one minute and 13 seconds left in the half. Now, it did even out as the game went on. But, I mean, you could say that that's what happens because maybe the refs are like, oh, this looks bad. Maybe we should make it a little bit closer. Oh, definitely. That happens in, in any of these games when there's a big discrepancy. But what were the Suns tonight? The road team. The home team usually is going to get a lot of calls. That's just kind of the way it goes. I don't know if refs are intimidated by home crowds or, or what the case may be, uh, but that happens a lot. So I'm not – look, you want to blame the refs for this game? Good luck with that. This team sucked in general tonight, and that's not on the refs. The refs didn't make them go 7 of 29 from 3. They didn't make them go 36 of 96 from the field. <laughs> they missed 60 freaking shots. That's not the refs. That's just a bad game. All right? That's a poor shooting night. That's a you're playing most of your bench guys major minutes in this. All right? So uh, it's, it's just Landry Shamit. If you want to point fingers, Landry Shamit has shot terribly over the last handful of games, in particular since he's moved into the starting lineup. He has not shot well, and he shot in volume because he's making up for shots that Devin Booker isn't taking from that shooting guard position. Uh, it's not good, all right? There is a, there's a glaring weakness when it comes to backup shooting guard yeah. right now, and right. it becomes a obviously a bigger spotlight when Devin's not there, but right now, that's problematic with this group, but still they've lost two games in what is that? What is it? Who even knows games? anymore? It, they're 22 <laughs> and two in their last 24. I'm not going to panic. They, right. they were in a deficit tonight. So be it. Yeah. It just kind of felt like, yeah, you can point to Landry Shamit for sure. But like as a whole, it kind of just felt like they, they just didn't have a rhythm tonight offensively. Like they just couldn't find that groove. And I think as well as defensively too, like I don't think this team showed the defensive capabilities that it has all season tonight. And I think that probably led to a little bit as to why they couldn't find it offensively as well. Yeah. And, and look, you know, I'm not going to be, and I don't think Suns fans are going to be that group that goes, Oh, boo freaking who? If only we had fill in the blank, any of these guys, oh, we'd be better off. Hey, uh, we would have won. Whatever. I'll do it. If we had Devin Booker, we would have won. Well, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm glad you didn't go Jalen Smith because I'm waiting for that. If only we had Jalen Smith tonight, we would have won. No. <laughs> That's the one guy, no. But thank you for uh, for attempting to act like that by the I way mean, uh maybe uh, after friday night who knows <laughs> tim uh from phoenix wants to know do we have statistics on the crowder cash club yes since we did started this on november 21st 
There's been 11 games, I believe. He is four of 11, and in five of those 11 games, he's taken the first field goal for the Suns. So tonight, it was a roundabout way to get there, but we hit on Crowder's Cash Club. <laughs> I put another 700 in the bank account thanks to one oh, Jay Crowder. I was like, you bet $700 on oh, that? got it. I wish I had. You know how much I, I would have made a lot of scratch if I had bet 700 but I won 700 tonight. So. That's a good payout. Yeah, I'll take it. I, so, I, I I was on a cold streak prior to that on everything else I bet on, but this this hit. So when okay, so I know there were a couple games back where you said you had to do a parlay. Gerald, hi. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? How's it been? Your first um, road trip covering the Suns. How has it been so far? <laughs> great for the atmosphere terrible for the content I, i'm not gonna lie this was this was honestly i mean obviously kind of the least interesting game of the season they have so many guys out they get you know beat by double digits um but a very cool experience i'm here on the staples center floor we're having to improvise with the setup here so that's why i look 300 feet tall today <laughs> you could have played center it. tonight based on how tall you look right now <laughs> I could have. I tried. They wouldn't give me a 10 day. So I mean, code, code JJM in the comments said Gerald should have played. They should have played you, Gerald. I could have hit a shot, maybe just one. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's more than some of these guys tonight that it felt like. So, What did Monty say post game? Yeah, I mean, I think he was proud of their fight. Obviously, they lost by double digits, and it wasn't close for most of the night, but they had got it down to, like, eight, and then there was that uh, offensive foul call on Alfred Payton that kind of took the wind out of their sails. But other than that, he was pretty, you know, he just chalked it up to guys missing shots. They didn't have the rhythm offensively, and once they fell behind by double digits, they kind of pushed a little bit. Um, so it was just kind of a case of guys missing shots for him and, you know, I don't think he's too worried about a game where he's having to play Jay Crowder and Ish Wainwright at center for long stretches. Um, so it just kind of is what it is for, in his book, I think. Did he talk at all about uh, Mikhail's performance? Because it was a pretty solid night. I mean, he shot 60% from the field, had 16 points, but only had 10 shots. To me, it seems like, you know, maybe that's a guy that should have been involved a little bit more when he's supposed to be your third offensive option. Uh, you know, they've talked about that a lot on a night where you're missing, uh, you know, two of your main offensive weapons. I'm surprised he only got 10 shots. Yeah, I actually asked Monty about that stretch in the third quarter where, you know, he was calling his own number a little bit and taking shots off the dribble, attacking the rim. Uh, I asked if that was a point of emphasis or just something random that happened in the game. And he said, no, we were telling him in the huddle, like, go get your own shot, like, go create for yourself. Um, and he did. So, you know, I asked him, is this something that you can kind of take that compared to a year ago and maybe apply it down the road versus, you know, this being kind of a nothing game that you want to just flush? And he said, no, like we want him to be that aggressive all the time, even when Book and D.A. are out there. Like this is something that he should take and carry it with him moving forward. Um, so if there is a possible silver lining to it, a game that was pretty one sided throughout, maybe it's that. What about Cam Johnson? I mean, he shot three of seven from the three-point line compared to the rest of the team who, if my math is correct, it's 11 o'clock at night, bear with me, was 422. That's correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, was, it was not good. He didn't have anything to say about Cam specifically other than kind of point out that guys were missing shots except for Cam who 
knock down a couple. Um, but that's good because, you know, Cam started the season off on that super cold streak. People were starting to get worried. Is he even that good of a shooter? Like, is he in a cold streak? When's it going to end? And since then, he's been lights out for them. This was just kind of another night where they needed his offense, and, and he actually stepped up and delivered one of the few who did. So, so Gerald, I, I assume you head out in the morning. You realize yeah. if they don't get a win tomorrow night in Portland, we are never sending you on the road. <laughs> it's again. your fault. Girl. Is it me? Am I the drama? Because <laughs> you the are the drama. Again, the wave broke out again tonight. It's the second <laughs> NBA game in a row I've covered where the wave broke out, and I'm starting to think it's me. Yeah. Oh, was there? A, uh, it's not you, Jerry. We promise we'll send you on the road again. Uh, maybe. Uh, but maybe. Uh, any. Any indication that uh, they may get any of these guys back going into tomorrow? I'm assuming that DeAndre Ayton's the most likely to potentially be back. Yeah, I would assume so. I wasn't here for shoot-around this morning. My flight was after the fact. But uh, DA was participating in shoot-around a little bit. Um, so this could be a thing where maybe he plays tomorrow. I'm not sure we'll get more of an update. Hopefully tomorrow at shoot-around. So. so we have um, a lot of different people in the comments today uh, uh, from both teams and oh. there's a debate happening about whether or not the refs were un or were favoriting a team or not mm. do you have an opinion on this gerald not really i mean i think in the first half the discrepancy was huge like uh, i think it was 18 to 2 at halftime that's a pretty big discrepancy but it watching the game it didn't feel like the Clippers were getting a bunch of calls that the Suns weren't. It, it felt like they were attacking a little bit more than the Suns were. And like Monty said, the offense just kind of got out of a flow. I think there were some calls that probably the Suns should have gotten and maybe a couple that the Clippers shouldn't have gotten. But, uh, you know, it's it's not the reason why they lost. And it's certainly not the reason why the point discrepancy was so huge. Uh, I mean, I, it's always a controversial topic when you start talking about the refereeing and always. all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Everyone has their own opinions on it. Um, because this game was kind of sad and uh, the Cardinals game was also kind of Sad. Yes. I want to talk a little bit more about your uh, first experience covering a the Phoenix Suns in LA. So, yeah. the, what, what did you notice that was kind of different about the ambiance out there? I know at one point in time you tweeted out that they were playing the Squid Game. Theme yeah, there. scared the shit out of me. I thought I was gonna <laughs> die for a second. There. I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm not dying in an actual crypt. Like this is not <laughs> happening. It's not that till Christmas Day, Gerald, all right? <laughs> right, right. I forgot. It's not changed officially yet. But, um, no, it was really cool. Like, it's a very – it's an interesting arena. It's got older bones than I was expecting, I think, especially compared – even compared to the Suns arena, mm -hmm. um, especially with the new revamp and everything. But um, – and I couldn't find a bathroom for a good 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> literally in, walking all around in the Staples media Center. room <laughs> yeah i know i know that now <laughs> i should have i, I was felt, struggling i was literally thinking about this as the game started i was like dang i should have given gerald all the little like <laughs> nuggets of information that i didn't even think about did you get an uncrustable because okay guys so la no. is known for having uncrustables in the media lounge but the thing is is if you don't grab one pregame, they are all gone by halftime. Oh, so you okay. have see, to I didn't get a bunch of four-year-olds covering the team. I didn't see any there. I I would have loved an Incrustable. I know. I'm like, grade. 
Dang, I screwed up. I'll have to text you some stuff for Portland. <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoyed the the media food when I was there in LA. I didn't have the bathroom problem. I figured it's LA. I'll pee wherever I want. You know, kind of kind of attitude towards it when I was there. But uh, I what struck me about that building, Gerald, is how cavernous it is. It it's, it, is. it feels so much taller than mm. uh, than the footprint set. Right. Well, because the seats like they don't go up they go kind of like out far out and then you yeah. look up and the ceiling's way above you and it's like it's smoky in here also so mm-hmm. it just it does feel like a cavern uh, but i should probably get back for sun's post game players because they'll probably be traveling out here soon yeah that's All your right. job go Gerald. <laughs> bye guys <laughs> We talked about the how cavernous the building was and Uncrustables. We are about as uh, as good as this game. The one the one good thing about this game was, unlike the Cardinals, it wasn't on national television, so it was yeah. not as embarrassing a, as that. So. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely one positive to this one. And it was so late at night that maybe there were a lot of people who just didn't tune in, and this one will just be a little blip on the radar, and then that's it. Yeah, we're Moving like the, right on. the late show tonight. We should have an in-house mm. band, and I should have done a monologue to start. Yeah, nobody <sighs> Come wants on, that. I, I can, you can, do I can it. sing. Do no, it, no. Shane. Sing. We're good, Shane. We're good. <laughs> Did we you just done, take them out? <laughs> you know, we we could have done shots. But I feared we would miss our mouths just like the Suns did uh, for most of their shots. You couldn't buy a bucket if you wanted to. We should go to the bar. We haven't got to the bar yet. And I need a freaking drink. The drink of the night is that ish still on the shelf. I'll take anything at this point. (laughs) All right. In honor of Ish Wainwright finally hitting a few shots. He finished the night. uh, Where are we? Three of seven which is damn impressive because he came in one of 11 and he was one of 15 at one point. If he had missed another shot, he would have tied the record for the worst shooting start in Suns history with Reggie Bullock. Uh, So uh, thank God he didn't do that, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm of the belief if you're going to be bad, be legendarily bad and you fell one shot short. So close. Almost, almost had it. <laughs> a little respect I have when you when you go one for eleven to start your son's career. I forget what your uh, what your first name is. So. He did knock down two three pointers tonight, and that was cool. And that putback dunk was pretty. I'll give yeah. him that. That was pretty. Hey. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, ish. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> like again, I'm having P- PTSD back to. Uh, the days when uh, this team wasn't very good and you were looking for anything, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this would have been like, we had like Ish Wainwright night the next time they were at home, just because uh, of that put back dunk, it would have been like, Oh my gosh, let's show that 15 times. Because yeah. There's absolutely nothing else to celebrate. So, Well, you know, we have nice things, but every once in a while we're going to have to deal with things like this. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I would rather it happen every 20 to 25 games then have the opposite where you get one good win every 20 to 25 games you know what i'm saying coach jjm says be espo saying who is cam johnson bad yeah that was <laughs> draft night i i don't know my college basketball all that well I'll wait what that. is this what's the story back when cam johnson was drafted 
literally we did a live show and I was like, who the hell is Cam Johnson? <laughs> because he wasn't on any of the draft boards. So all the research in that uh, in that range didn't have him. They traded back from six to 11. He wasn't anywhere in that six to 15 range, which I studied up on. So I went, who the hell is Cam Johnson? And he's proven me uh, to be very, very wrong. And I'm happy about that. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's a win for sure. I mean, but listen, you're not, you weren't the only one who was like, who is Cam Johnson? I think that surprised so many people. Yeah, so uh, of course, everybody, but everybody, but James Jones, it surprised. I think uh, national <laughs> guys were like, I don't understand why they did this. I mean, remember, uh, what was it uh, Kobe White's reaction? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Cam's, Cam's, Teammate, he was even shocked that uh, that Cam went that early. So whatever, I, I'm you. I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong there. Yeah, that's oh, okay. and hello wants me to tell you what I. Oh, I heard that one already. Don't worry. That, that one, Jacob. <laughs> uh, at some point, we'll have to show you the uh, the reel he put together on that one. It was. Oh, he put together a whole oh, reel was, for you. It was hilarious. Yeah, it's oh, a minute. No. It's a minute of uh, of basically me. Uh, uh, making an ass of myself, which we could have multiple, multiple reels like that. So. I mean, who hasn't made an ass of themselves at yeah, some point I in do time in their life? It is I do it, it specifically is. loud and proud when I do it. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm boisterous even when I make an ass of myself. So Absolutely. All right, Espo, shall we name our draft king of the game? Yeah. Kings of the game. Um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for naming these people the king of the game because I had so much fun making this graphic. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's see this crown placement. Oh, it's the fans who watched this. Oh, oh no. One game watched, 975 size. Fans, you are the kings of the game today, brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you guys, you guys, oh, uh, oh you, you guys won this. Uh, going away. There was nobody else in the debate. Uh, you're the kings of the game for suffering through uh, that game tonight. Especially so late at night. And Shane, I got to give you props. That's a solid graphic. I love that you put a crown on all of the fans in that photo. That was very top-notch work, Shane. Top-notch work. <laughs> I oh thought he was going to come on and, and take a bow or something. You should have. I'm surprised Shane didn't. So. Yeah. Leah would have uh, went to, when she had that I kind just, of good one. I get so nervous. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. He's sure shy. Well, since we're talking about DraftKings, let me tell you guys listening about the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sports Gap, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So we all love high-scoring football games, but with this bet, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Use the code PHNX and place a $1 bet on any NFL team to just score a single point. That's right. Once a single point is scored, you are going to win $100 in free bets instantly. It is that easy. It's the latest no-brainer, so be sure to take advantage of it. One more time, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code PHNX, and after you place a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, and they do, you are going to win $100 in free bets instantly. When they score, you score with the promo code PHNX. So I've told you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app tons of times, but it's a great app. It's perfect for 
newbies. It's perfect for full-blown gambling addicts. And I say that tongue-in-cheekly. You mean Shane Diefenbach? Yes. (laughs) The stash behind the Mac. It's perfect for. Don't bet the 401k is all I'm saying. (laughs) Hey, maybe on Crowder's Cash Club. I mean, if you bet it, you would have been that much better off in retirement. I mean, the odds are pretty good on that. I don't have a 401k, so I can't gamble that. Oh, boy. We got to work on that and get you set up there. (laughs) I'm never retiring. I'm just going to be in this walk-in closet for the rest of my life. So (sighs) I mean, it could could be worse, Espo. It could be worse. Uh, Yes, it could be. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. So be sure to check that out. And if you're already a user of the DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook app. Make sure you keep an eye on your inbox because they're always sending out promotions and really cool things for uh, people who are already on the app and using it. So just a reminder that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That is for new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a good thing that the the offer wasn't if your team shoots over forty percent, you win. You know, because that there would have been a lot of disappointed people tonight. Yeah, that that one would have been a major bummer. But thankfully, <laughs> all they had to do was score a point. At least they got that. You know, I will. Um, I'll give credit where credit is due. If Mikael Bridges decided tonight to at every single person who has ever added him on Twitter about the Rams Cardinals game earlier in the season, I would not be mad at it. He took so much heat that first time around that I feel like he deserves to put a little bit of it back out there in the world. Can he really do that though? After LA kicked in his teeth the night too, it seems like an odd flex. Yeah. Fair. But like, it's like it's different. It's like apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. Is it the, like this? Is, I don't. I I don't know how to feel about Mikhail loving a team that Arizona fans hate so much. And I've never. I, I do you know the full story? Like was this you know a team he grew up watching? Because when he grew up, they would have been in St. Louis. So it's not as yeah. if it's some LA. I I don't understand the full story as to why he's a Rams fan and and it, it it perturbs me like there's at least he's not a Cowboys fan if he's a Cowboys fan fair. I, I would have been really <laughs> pissed off about that very fair I know he's said it before but I just can't remember it off the top of oh. my head well, but I know that, he's Nancy. given us an explanation I'm sorry I'll look into it tonight and I'll bring it to our pregame show okay. tomorrow Fine. and I'll make sure that I got the story all set up for you <laughs> Hey, hey, Larry, you said, who cares? Uh, would you prefer that we uh, break down the statistical analysis of how shitty this team shot tonight? I can do that. We can pull up a shot chart. It looks like the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of red on it if you want. Here, John did it. John did one for us. John <laughs> dropped a great stat in uh, the chat. He said, love that the plus minus stat that was shared during the game. Suns are plus 10 with Mikel on the floor and minus three with him on the bench. So, so the simple answer is never let him go to the bench. Yeah, just play him a full 48 minutes. 
That's I some mean, sweet, sweet statage, John. Thank you. Yes, thank you for providing that. Honestly, like that doesn't surprise me at all, though. I mean, Mikel is a, a phenomenal player on this team, and he definitely has an impact that is beyond the box score. So at least the plus minus shows the positive there, but that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No, I mean that's that's what Mikhail's known for. I just like I said with Gerald, I wish he was a, a more aggressive out there i know there was that stretch in the third but when you're missing guys in particular devin booker and deandre ayton if he's really supposed to be this offensive option like uh, like uh monty williams has talked about that's when you step up that's when you shine you should take over a game you should have you know 20 25 maybe even 30 in a game like this where nobody else is stepping up and shooting uh, efficiently I would much rather him be aggressive and and miss shots because he's being aggressive than be passive. And and I don't know I, I don't know if that's kind of his nature. You know, he he's very aggressive on the defensive end but seems to kind of sit back offensively. Monty needs to especially if if we're looking at a similar lineup tomorrow night in Portland, emphasize you take whatever shot you can get. You go one-on-one in those situations. You are our best offensive option with these guys out, and we want you to shine. Even if it means you're doing a little less on the defensive end, we'd like you to take over offensively. Do you think that any of it might come with a subtle hesitation or maybe just um, a little bit of insecurity, just not as much confidence in his ball-handling skills? In a game like this, that's this is the perfect night to work on that and potentially make mistakes. It, nobody's going to judge you for it in, in a game like this. It, so I don't know. I mean, at this point, you should have confidence in every aspect of your game. I mean, even if it's a rational confidence, <laughs> you play at the highest level. You've performed great at the highest level. I just take your chances it's, it, when, when it's a game that it's already, you know, not going to be on the rails. I mean, we, we even knew that uh, in pregame, go out there, uh, maybe make something of it, uh, surprise people and yourself, even if you're feeling a little unconfident about it. Coach JJ. Yeah. in the background is laughing his ass <laughs> off that he put this question out. Coach JJM says, forget the Suns. Hey, Lindsay, ever been in a fight? Uh, no. I've seen you verbally sorry. kick some people's ass. I can verbally mess somebody up for sure. I'm I'm solid there. <laughs> I don't I think I think you just cut it off there. Like there's no reason for fisticuffs because you're you've eviscerated them by that point. They they just can't lift they have no strength to lift their hands at that point because you've eviscerated them. I had to find some way to get back at my sister when I was younger because So I have an older sister. She's two years older than me. And when we were younger, she was like a legit bully sometimes. Like she would always beat me up and I just couldn't hang with her. Like she was the athletic one of the family. Like I'm athletic, but she was a legit athlete, right? Like she played sports through college. So she always had me beat in that area. And even when we were just like playfully fighting, like I remember one time, uh, a family barbecue. Remember those big boxing gloves, like the oh, yeah. big ones that are the size of like half of somebody's body. Yeah, we had those and we put them on, 
and I'm just trying to get it on my hand. And she just goes full ham on me and just beats the crap out of me with her boxing gloves before I was even ready. So like, she's been whooping my butt my whole life. One time, one more story. We were in the snow and I'm just walking around minding my own business. And she literally full blown tackled me from the back and shoved my head in the snow. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Lindsay? I was so angry. <laughs> and have you, have you let go of that anger over the years or do you still feel that anger? Is it, no. is it inside you? Or are you holding on to it? No, I'm not holding on to it. Thankfully we're best friends now we've moved past it, but I have a lot of great memories of my sister just whooping my butt throughout the years. So no, so I've when, never been in a physical fight with somebody that wasn't like a family member that wasn't in a quote unquote playful manner. Like she didn't actually like beat the crap out of me, but so, so she kind of did. When you verbally eviscerate myself or Saul, are you picturing your sister <laughs> in those moments, Lindsay? Let's get to no. the core of this. No. If we're going to do this, uh, let's get to the core of it. They're totally directed specifically towards you guys now. I, I cut deep Great. if I got to. I, I go to the 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 little pieces that I know just like the bother you on the inside, you know? All is fair in love and war, right? Look, I, I could never fight my brother because he's four and a half years younger than me and he looked like my ventriloquist dummy uh, growing up. They actually had to get his growth plates tested. They thought he was uh, not able to grow. Uh, so now Did he's he five, grow? six, and he just, oh, okay. yeah, he's five, yeah. six. So, you know, that's uh, that's one thing. But uh, I, in the chat says, Aspo learned therapy. No, I've gone to lots of therapy and I just memorized how they spoke to me. So Listen, I've been there. All right. If you haven't been to therapy yet, highly recommend. It's great. It's awesome. Everyone should go at some point in time in their life, if not for their whole life. You, you drop 20 bucks in the super chat. I will happily do a session of therapy with you. <laughs> We can talk through everything that, that bothers you. I will use the calm voice. I will take notes on a legal notepad. Uh, it, it'll be completely confidential. We can we can work through whatever you're feeling. <laughs> Lindsay, is there anything else that uh, that is, is deep-seated that you need to discuss? A anything? Yeah. I, you know, I'm still holding on to the fact that people thought that I was ripping Shane's mustache a few weeks ago. And I well, still feel some type of way about that. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I appreciate Shane's mustache. And I do not think it's gross or ugly. I think it's amazing and it looks amazing and it's great. And if it goes away, I'm going to be really angry about it. As an unlicensed therapist, <laughs> let me tell you, hating Shane's mustache is a natural feeling. All right. It is allowed uh, it's encouraged, uh, and we appreciate when it's done, uh, especially by those that listen and or watch the uh, Coyote Show uh, as well. Uh, the the <laughs> chat uh, wants to discuss their feelings when it comes to the refs, uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, the refs this evening, when it was 18 to 2 in the fouls uh, in the first half, how did that make you feel, chat? We, we need to get to the bottom of this. Who hurt you? Where did Tim Donaghy touch you back in the mid-2000s that has made you feel so, 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 so bad? I mean, I, I know he touched me in the Larry O'Brien trophy at one point uh, and stole that from us. 
But but what made you guys hate the refs so much in general? I never imagined this would turn into some really weird. <laughs> uh, like I feel like Frazier right now. So I'm just gonna sit here. We're gonna take calls for the next three hours. I oh will be my your gosh. therapist. Shane said I'm going to end this broadcast. That's probably a really smart thing to do, Shane. <laughs> oh come on, you you, oh you guys have no sense of of fun when we could do a full like. I'll give out the I'll give out the Streamyard link. The the Cove Crazies can come on. We will discuss their <laughs> their innermost deep dark things. I mean, we got into Lindsay fighting people. Why can't we <laughs> why can't we crack open what really, really hurt Suns fans? I mean, at some point we need to work through our John Paxson, our Mario Ellie, our uh Oh my god, you know, that's gonna Robert take us Orley. forever. I mean, we, we need to work through it. Um, I have a quick game or question to play okay. really fast. Let's do this show. Um, Let's do it. So tonight there were there was a hodgepodge of Suns players that normally don't play. Um, and Ish Wainwright being one of them. If you could replace Ish Wainwright with an animal, what animal would you replace him with to be on the court that you think would have a better performance than he had tonight? Uh, I would I've done this with him. other shows. I would replace him with a draft this evening because the Suns could have used Dang, any why size. Why was that literally what I was going to say? Get out of my head, Lindsay. God, I, why couldn't you let me answer first? Because I, I wanted to answer. All right, I don't have Emmys, so I, you got to give me something, Lindsay. <laughs> something. I'm going to say a hippo because they will He's mess built you like a hippo. up. <laughs> What? But a but a hippo in the paint, like you ain't getting nothing. He will hello, literally you swallow you whole. Hello? That's what I'm I going keep, with. I keep scaring hello because I'm popping in and he's not prepared. <laughs> Sorry, hello. <laughs> Hold on. Hello. Settle a debate for us. And I don't know if I can ask this, but as an unlicensed therapist, I'm gonna anyways. We just need to know who you are. How you do you identify us. yourself, hello? Uh, I want to know. You want to know your pronouns, all right? Goodbye, that's hello. that's the question. Whoa. I didn't even make, goodbye, hello. <laughs> okay, bye. A face to the name. <laughs> we got We need a face to the name. Uh, thank you, John. John was thinking a hippo too. So we're all we're all on the same page, right? Giraffes, hippos, something that that, real. Strong the right and answer tall. is a big. The right the right answer is a really large bird, like a vulture. But continue. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> I love that's that that's Shane's one. default. If there's <laughs> if there's a bad game, Shane pops on, which I think, uh, you know, if he produced the Coyotes all the time, this would be a question asked every night. Who would you replace? I literally <laughs> asked this the other night. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. I love that. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Before we let you go, I do want to remind you that we have some holiday gift boxes in our locker right now the PHNX gift box. Now this is an awesome gift to give to yourself, to any sports lover you have in your life. You can get a subscription, some shirts, and then you also get a $15 gift card for you when you purchase this PHNX gift box. So you give something, you get something in return. It's a really great deal. Uh, it's a great way to hook up the people who are interested in sports or love sports that you want to just share the gift of PHNX with. So check that out at PHNX dot, sorry, PHNXlocker.com if you haven't already. Uh, like I said, they make amazing gifts and 
with the holidays right around the corner, you can't go wrong there. Go buy one of our sticker packs too, because the first person that sends me a picture of a Cove Crazy sticker uh, on their laptop or something, I will personally send you uh, some sun swag. I, w- I will do that for you. I want to see one of these out in the wild. Uh, you guys have earned that moniker of being Cove Crazies, and I want to see you uh, wear it loud and proud on on wherever. Slap it on a T-shirt, your face, the computer, anywhere, uh, and and send a picture, and you're going to get a little something-something. Uh, a little something-extra. Something and don't forget, those stickers, they're limited edition. So once they're gone, they're gone. So yeah. if you are interested in them, you've been thinking about them, but you haven't quite jumped in yet, now is the time to do so because, like I said, once they're gone, they're gone. So be sure to grab those stickers if you haven't already. And Again, one more time, everything at phnxlocker.com. And be glad that I didn't win because I said, hey, uh, I wanted our cartoon heads as stickers, and I was voted uh, <laughs> off the island for that. So Sorry, Espo. You got to go. Voted uh, off the island. Okay, so Hello says, I told you people I'm an angel, but then Hello says, Espo, do you still accept proof from using Manscaped? I, 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 I'm, do you, do, are you suggesting that an angel would be more womanly I would, I and just, Manscaped more manly? No, I just assumed angels had no body hair because they're not really humans. So I just, I would assume there'd be no need for Manscaped. That was just my assumption. I could be wrong. I didn't I didn't take angel anatomy at, at the University of Arizona, which I actually <laughs> believe that and underwater basket weaving are two courses available. So hey, I mean those sound interesting. You should probably should have taken them. You'd probably had a lot more fun in college if you did. Uh, hey, Code JJM says wings. Those are feathers, not hair. I don't think you can use a manscape product or any kind of product on your uh, on wings, on, on feathers. That does not seem right. Hello said, I didn't say it was my hair. That's true. Manscaped has a bunch of different products. But It's 1141 at night. It's getting very <laughs> weird around here. Hence right. why things have uh, gone astray. So with that, we're going to say goodbye. Be sure to Please. join us tomorrow. The Suns are in Portland, and that game tips off at 8 p.m. So that means we will be right here at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel. Come hang out with us for pregame. And then we'll watch the game together and talk it about talk about it afterwards. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo, and you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Suns. Espo, take us home. Uh, we may be canceled before tomorrow, but if not, we'll see you then. Ahoy hoy.